0: Good day, Saints fans and NFLers around the world. Welcome to the Who That Dish podcast, a podcast dedicated to all things New Orleans Saints as a part of Fanside. I'm your host, Tyler Raymond.
1: And I'm also your host, Dayton Brown. We wanted to thank our incredible audience for the outpouring support and for tuning in to our seventh episode of the Who That Dish podcast. Seven weeks in, we've had nothing but fun. Um, I am honored to introduce our next guest, who is the host of the Grind Hours podcast, uh, which you can find on SoundCloud, and you can also follow him uh, on Twitter at not the fake J Leo. Uh, he also has his own blog called The Basement View, which you can find at jdatasports.blogspot.com, where he writes every single day, multiple times per day, actually most of the time. Uh, please welcome from Middletown, New York, Joe Leo. Joe, how are you doing today, man?
2: I'm great. good. That's <laughs> a that's a flattering inter- introduction there. I haven't. Uh, that's a first for me. Um... Today, I actually—it's not football-related—but I uh, did a column on uh, the Yankees' Sonny Gray trade and the wrap-up of the 2017 trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Uh, ever I, since your podcast launch, launched, launched six six weeks ago, seven weeks ago now. Yep. yep. Um, I've been wanting to talk football. I know Dayton, you've wanted me on for a while. Yeah. Um, I am not. Just putting this out there right now. I'm not a Saints fan. I'm actually a New York Jet fan. Yep. So, um, so we'll steer away. I, I'm <laughs> well, pretty, I'm pretty versed. And uh, it's, it's tongue in cheek with with the Saints. Um, but we'll get we'll get into that later.
1: Yeah, we'll roast you about being a Jets fan in, in just a little bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I love your blogs. I've been on your podcast a couple of times. Uh, Joe is nothing but a great guy. Very knowledgeable. Um, sports fan who is closer to actually being an analyst um, and a reporter than, than he is actually a fan, so it's great to see, and you all, you are also, uh, we had um, uh, Alan Ulrich uh, on the show last week, who and he started his own podcast from the ground up, and you're doing something similar, which uh, I love to see that, so uh, congrats, Joe, to all the success you've been having on uh, your other podcast, so be sure to check that out. Um, before we get into anything with Joe, we are going to get into, obviously, the articles of the week. We do this every single week where Tyler and I plug away our own articles on Um And we also plug away at other contributors uh, where you can go and read their stuff if, if you haven't already. So, uh, Tyler, let's start out with you,
0: man. What you got? Awesome. Okay, so... Now, uh, in the past couple of years, I haven't exactly written anything, but it doesn't mean I can't plug away at anything I haven't written in the past. So, Saints fans, if you love reading Saints articles, make sure to check us out on com. Now, if you'd like to check out me specifically, feel free to check me out at com slash author slash T Raymond. I wrote seven articles for the month of July. Good stuff, some news, some, you know, a little bit of everything in there. Now, on to what I have for someone else. We have the fabulous writer... A uh, Rob here, and his article is called "New Orleans Five Star Hero Has New Saints Anthem." Now, basically, this is just a Q and A with Dottie Hero. He is basically known as Five Star Hero. He goes by. He wrote this new song about the New Orleans Saints. It's like a really uh, awesome, energetic, uh, like anthem. You know that yeah, all the Saints really fans, in my opinion should listen to it is awesome and he actually has a couple videos rob put in in this article about different saints fans listening to it and one lady in walmart who was okay. dancing to it she actually did a really good job and actually the saints hype dude uh jj little jj uh he actually has him in there too talking about it but it's a great article if you guys are interested in that make sure to check that out at who that dish.com if you love music and you love saints what better part to be than to have a combination of the two well, that's what I've got, Dayton. How about you, dude? Rob always lands the coolest interviews. I yeah, love I right? Love Yo, is, that, is that crazy?
1: He's interviewed former players. He's uh, almost interviewed the mayor, like the mayor of New too. Orleans. It's crazy. Yeah, he, he's, he's so awesome. I love it. every single piece he puts out. Just so much work into it. It's, yeah. it's so awesome. So, um, I'm going to plug away the article that I had talked about last week that hadn't been put out yet, but it's out now. It is called... Yeah, um, awesome. Five reasons the Saints will make the playoffs. It's not, It's not like I said, it's not five reasons the Saints might make the playoffs or, or like, there might be a chance. No. These are five reasons they will make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and just to skim over uh, the five reasons, uh, greater attention to defense. Uh, Drew Brees is still a gunslinger. He's still throwing the ball. He led the league in passing yards a season ago. Uh, much easier second-half schedule. Um, prime year for many important players. That includes Mark Ingram, Michael Th- Well, Well, Michael Thomas, he's in a second year, but, I mean, He might as well be entering his prime. Uh, Kenny Vaccaro, Von Bell, all those guys are going into their primes. Cameron Jordan. Um, Loads of talent from the 2017 draft is the fifth reason as well. Uh, We drafted really well this season. We got a lot of steals. So, um, yeah, be sure to check that out at whodadish.com. And then I wanted to plug away somebody we haven't plugged away at all um, on this podcast, Uh, at least I don't believe. Uh, Tony Twilley, great, great guy, super nice guy. He writes some fantastic pieces, uh, and his article is called Saints Training Camp is Christmas in July – Um, What I really enjoyed about this article is not only did it talk about the specific um, impact that the training camp has on Saints fans in New Orleans. He also discussed how training camps have kind of evolved over the years going from the 80s and how um, intense they were and and, and how different they were from from today and how much more money is going into it and how many more fans show up just to watch teams practice because of how passionate they are. So a great article, Tony. Uh, We'll definitely be featuring you more on upcoming and, and future podcasts. So, guys, be sure to go to whodatdish.com, check out all these fantastic articles. Um, if you don't live there, then you should be.
0: Awesome. I perfectly and uh, absolutely agree with that statement. Okay, so now, guys, before we get with Joe, obviously a lot of people are anticipating that, we have our first topic that we want to discuss pretty quickly here is training camp. Now, uh, here's a bit, uh, heads up for you guys. This is just going to be a little sneak peek, you know, tip of the iceberg kind of thing. As we have a lot more information we'll be providing for everyone next week. Unfortunately, St. Vader, that I, uh, that I had previously mentioned, couldn't make it. So we are going to be discussing training camp. So I figured it would only be appropriate to share, you know, some of the latest news and what's going on in the Saints facilities. So here's what I've got for you. I've been um, just compiling some highlights of different players and what they've been doing over the last few days from Twitter. So this is what I've got with you all. And I'll have you on um, Comment what you think, dude, uh, on that. So, so first, I'm going to start with uh, some, a couple of surprises. We've got wide receivers making plays and doing great things. The oh. offense first has actually been doing really well, but these two players in general have been doing phenomenally. Wide receiver we first have is uh, wide receiver Corey Fuller. Right now, Corey Fuller is, I believe, at the very bottom of the roster with all of the other group of guys that's fighting for the fifth wide receiver spot. But Corey Fuller right now is just being uncontested in his catches, his route running. Everything you'd expect a wide receiver to succeed at, he is doing great. So a lot of people are noticing with that, and a lot of people are excited for Corey Fuller. Keep Keep an eye out for his name as he competes for the Saints' fifth receiver spot, if they do indeed keep five. The other receiver I have, is going to be wide receiver Brandon Coleman. A lot of people are really happy, really excited that Brandon Coleman is being a beast now. Funny part is, I saw on Twitter that the last uh, pre- uh, the last play of practice, I believe it was either today or yesterday, was Brandon Coleman uh, stiff-arming someone right to the ground, a defensive player, and running straight uh, parallel with the, uh, the line straight down for a touchdown. It was phenomenal. Brandon Coleman added 10 pounds of muscle over the um offseason and he's becoming a beast and everybody loves that we need that for the saints right now if we want our offense to be on fire so look out for him too guys as far as everything else goes the secondary is actually doing phenomenal um we have a lot of different uh, different guys making plays for quarterbacks as that goes we have not only the first round pick marshawn Lattimore, who is doing really well he's actually been keeping up with uh, michael thomas and has actually been um Uh, having some pass breakups against him. Not any interceptions, I don't believe, but he's been doing really well. We even have players like at the bottom of the depth chart, Ken Crawley and Sterling Moore, that have been phenomenal. And as far as like interceptions, pass breakups, Ken Crawley, I believe, I think he was even today or yesterday again, had four pass breakups in his little uh, series. But just a ton of people are doing great work. And a couple other players I wanted to mention here what I've got for you guys, we have a linebacker rotations, something that people are really interested to hear about. Um, right now, the Saints really have five players that are rotating in for the starting spots. They have Alex Anzalone, Stephon Anthony, who's actually doing really well now with the help of Mike Nolan, A.J. Klein, who we signed during the offseason, Manti Teo, and Craig Robertson. They're all doing really well. The Saints haven't put any, um, anything set to stone yet, but uh, they have. Uh, they're plugging people in to see what works. And one more guy I've got for you guys is going to be tight end Kobe Fleener. Kobe Fleener looks like a beast right now. All I keep on seeing on Twitter are different highlights of Kobe Fleener making these awesome catches over various players or, like, through tight windows. It's great because last year the Saints fans were sort of upset that he was dropping passes. So hopefully um, hopefully uh, everything gets worked out for Kobe because we're we're expecting big things from him this year. What do you think, man? What do you think, Dan? What do you think about, um, I said, what do you think a lot? <laughs> but, um, what do you think about everything that's going on with training camp?
1: Well, obviously I'm happy because most of the news is, is super good coming out. It is. It uh, is. Yeah. Mainly, I, I think you hit the head on the nail for everybody. I did want to, um, uh, kind of talk more about Fuller real quick. Um, I, I, yeah, said, this, you're good. I said this in one of our first podcasts, um, Training camp brings out the best in so many players, and I think Fuller is yeah. a great example of that. He's really stepped up. Um, his chances of making the roster are pretty slim, um, especially since we side Tedgin Jr., who has dropped a lot of passes in, in, in training camp so far, uh, which, which we're not going to really talk about right now. We might talk about <laughs> it next week. But, yeah. um, so, I mean, he has a chance to take a spot away from, from one of the younger guys, but really, he's stepping up. He's making a name for himself. And yeah. then, um, yeah, Fleener, Stefan Anthony, and uh brandon coleman i think those are the three guys who have to prove themselves um in training camp Um, and they are they're doing good and they are yeah so far they are they're really stepping up so uh we'll we'll see how it goes and um but a lot of talent on that roster just needs to conform and i think drew Brees and sean Payton um have their hand on the pulse of this team um on both sides of the ball mainly offense um and then we Mm -hmm. have a lot of talent a lot of young talent on defense that uh is climbing the ladder so it's going to be exciting um but Let's transition, Joe. Super excited to have you on to the show, my man. Um, we're 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 first gonna ask you about the Jets. Uh, who is your favorite team? Unfortunately for you, uh, just had the six <laughs> overall pick. You
0: guys, you guys, not on that unfortunate. They're okay. Uh, they I got mean, some players. Nah,
2: I'm um, siding more with Dayton here. They're, they're <laughs> thank not, you, Joe. There we go. They're not okay. They're not okay. They're bottom of the barrel.
0: Um, I mean, they're, I'm being optimistic. You they have guys, Jamal Adams and um, uh, Leonard Williams.
2: So. Yeah, that's a classic. That is a classic non-Jet optimism right there. <laughs>
1: um, and you guys did win Super Bowl three, so you, you guys have that under your belt. That, that, yeah. that's, that's something to look forward to. Um, but I wanted to ask you, I mean, coming from a Jets fan, I, I know, uh, obviously, I mean, we just kind of talked about it. Not a lot of confidence in the team going in, but coming from a Jets fan, a, a, a year-long, or sorry, lifetime Jets fan, not year-long, I meant to say lifetime. Yes. Lifetime Jets fan, uh, very passionate. How confident are you with the Jets going into the season? What's their ceiling? What do you expect to see from them? How's the like ever on on uh, both sides of the ball? What do you expect to see out of them? How confident are you in them?
2: Well, there's two things. There's there's expectation and then there's reality. Right. The reality is what I want to see is I want them to go 2 and 14, get the first overall pick and Pick quarterback. the quarterback yep. that Sam they Arnie. want. I'm more high on Josh Rosen from UCLA, okay. but that's just me. Um, what I think they will do, and what the Jets over the past couple of years have done, is go against what the fans want to do. So they might go 6-10 and 10 and just blow this opportunity of getting a franchise quarterback in the draft. And But that... I will believe it when I see it, because the, the way this roster is c- conformed right now, there we don't have an offensive line. Our quarterback situation is apparently a three-head race between Petty, Hackenberg, and McCown. And We don't have any receivers, as you've seen in uh, transactions with Brandon Marshall going to the Giants and Decker going to the Titans. And our defense it has, it was the, probably the worst, I would say, in the NFL last year. Just a couple numbers for you guys. They were 31st in interceptions with 6, 32nd in pass deflections with 59, wow. 29th in sacks with 27, and 30th in points per game, allowing 17.2 per, points per game.
1: Oh, you know yourself. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez, man. So, so they bolstered up their defensive line. And they signed Todd Bowles, and they finished 29th ninth in sacks. Yes. Wow. How did what? I'd be are you are you? Does that make you upset? I'd be upset. I'd be like, what is going on? Like, what what is like? What more can you do?
2: Seeing twenty fifth the 2016 year where we went ten and six, and our defensive line was one of the best yeah. in all the football. Yep. Um, I don't really know what we can do. Right. Um. Leonard Williams had his best year in the NFL being selected to the Pro Bowl. Um, Sheldon Richardson was a no-show, as was uh, Mohamed Wilkerson. And honestly, I don't know what more we can do um, because, as you know, the defense starts with the defensive line and getting pressures um, is, to me, the most important thing. And... To to be quite frank with you, I don't know whether that's switching up protections, um, switching when to when to send a blitz. I have no idea.
1: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's tough. I, I you know Todd Bowles I think is a good coach. He obviously doesn't get. Um,
2: I like him a lot. Of the credit he does. Like him.
1: He did a fantastic job in Arizona when he was with them. Uh, obviously, that's what got him the job um, in in New York. He he's a great defensive mind. Um, and, again, Leonard Williams is definitely a bright spot in your defense. Um, and I, I think, obviously, drafting um, Jamal Adams this year helps out, especially with the sacks, because I think part of the reason you guys didn't get a lot of sacks uh, a season ago was due to poor coverage. I mean, the the, yes. the quarterback was yes. able to get the ball out quickly because oh, there were open receivers, blown coverages. Uh, you guys just didn't have a, a ton of talent um in in your secondary but I, I think that that'll improve for sure this year and, and most likely for years to come so um
2: yeah i can I, only hope
1: i i think that you should you should at least be somewhat optimistic I, I know that you are obviously uh because when i look at the jets obviously we like to make fun of them but they have some good young talent they're missing a franchise quarterback obviously but i think that um you guys have young talent around that'll help out at least in a couple of years starting maybe even this year so it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see how the Jets do. Unfortunately, you're in uh, the Patriots division, and and that's that usually spells trouble just to start the season out. So,
2: little fun fact: um, the Jets actually ushered in the Brady era. They were they the did. team that injured Drew Bledsoe, yep. and allowed Brady to come into the into the game and start that Dang. historic a- run.
1: They were also the team who was. Gonna have Bill Belichick as the head coach. And, yes, and they you were. You went to the Patriots, so yeah, there's a lot of history yes, tied were. between you guys. But you did mm-hmm. You got. You, you're right. You guys, uh, so You guys should have probably never injured Bledsoe
0: then. And, and, and <laughs> in reality, you probably should just let him uh, so, keep playing. So, all right, I've got the next one for you. Is, as much as you would like to see the Jets, you know, um, uh, get that first pick and take a quarterback or take whoever you'd like to see them do, um. What do you who do you think uh, will have to step up on both sides of the ball for the team to progress throughout the season and succeed?
2: I'm going to start on the defensive side of the ball here okay. uh, with a player that we ju- we just went over with uh, Mohamed Wilkerson. Okay. Uh, he was last year the 89th ranked uh, interior defender on Pro Football Focus. He um, He's getting paid $31.4 million over the next two years with an opt-out in 2019. And with the production that he had with, without having a sack for, I believe, the first five or six weeks of the season, for a guy that's getting paid that much, he needs to step up big time. And I think that'll um, in turn help Leonard Williams and ultimately help Jamal Adams and that secondary make big hits and draw the ball loose and try to at least intercept the ball and, and create more turnovers because God only knows we were just pitiful last year.
0: Right. Yep.
2: Then on the offensive side of the ball, a guy that I am very, very high on this year is Powell. He was sixth mm. in... Uh, six, he was the sixth running back as far as grading was concerned on Pro Football Focus. He averaged 5.5 yards per carry. Uh, he had 722 yards on the ground. He had 58 receptions, three, 388 yards through the air with uh, three total touchdowns In limited action with the main focus going to Matt Forte. Uh, I have my own personal gripe with Forte with his comments about uh, the Jets tanking this year, but that's besides the fact I think Powell – Being that versatile pass catcher out of the backfield, um, especially with the quarterback competition that's going on this year, will help out not only his quarterback, but um, his offense in turn and and take some of the weight that Quincy and Nunwa will see. He'll probably be seeing a lot of double teams, Will and Nunwa. So getting screen passes out and passes out to the flats to to Powell, who can make moves in the open field, is a bright spot I hope to see uh, for the Jets in 2017.
1: I, I'm I'm really glad that you use Pro Football Focus as, as uh, one of your references because they are they have kind of a partnership with the Saints uh, in in a way and, and we always use Pro Football Focus as well um, and and the stuff the work that they do over there is fantastic so and I did not know that Powell was the sixth highest graded running back in the NFL uh, which I guess does make sense that I didn't know that because he was so limited with with Matt Forte being the feature back. But that that's incredible. Yes. Yeah. So and and he's only going to get better, right? He he's a young guy. He's a, what how old is he? He's Like 26, 27?
2: 26, 27 entering his his first year was 2012. So okay.
1: Okay. So he, He's not too bad. He's in the strides, but
2: Yeah. But for, for he has been the backup or third down running back for the, his his uh time in as a Jet.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So so this will be a year to flourish, pretty much is is what you're saying. So hopefully, he does step up then uh, for you guys because your receiving core isn't the best. I, I would oh, say. it's a,
2: it was absolutely gutted. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because yeah, Brandon like Marshall. Inouma, but he is. We had we went from having a year where we had Eric, Eric Decker as yep. as our two, Brandon Marshall as our one, and a Anunua, who's a great slot receiver or a second option. I think I just think with Teron or Teron Peak and um, and Anderson as our yeah. two other wide receivers, I think Anunwa is just going to be seeing a lot of double coverage.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which obviously hurts you, and because you guys don't even know who your starting quarterback is really going to be, and once he actually steps up, obviously, like I said, you guys don't really have a franchise quarterback as of now. One one of those three guys could surprise us and tear it up.
2: I, I would bet mo- my money on Bryce Petty.
1: I would too, because he's—he's—I think he's right. He's the youngest out of the bunch. Uh, he, is he younger than Hackenberg? I think so.
2: He's a year older than Hackenberg. Okay. Uh, he was drafted in 2015. Hackenberg was drafted in 2016. In gotcha. I've um, actually compared Petty to a lesser Kirk Cousins. I think he has that yeah. type of arm talent.
1: Okay. That's, he just hasn't had the say. reps yet. Which, and this- uh, that's what.
2: I... That's what I've been pleading on, on, on my blog and on my podcast, as well, at yeah. least.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, so, let, let, let's shift over to the Saints. This is the Who Dish podcast. We've got to talk about the Saints. Um, from of a course, from naturally. a Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, from a non-fan outsider perspective, how do you feel about the Saints' chances at making the playoffs? How, how well do you think they'll perform this year?
2: Um. I actually, I think they're a playoff team. Okay. I think they are a seven and nine playoff team. Oh. Okay. I'm not, oh, wow. I actually have, <laughs> I actually went over this on the thirty-second episode uh, with my good friend Nick. I think the the Saints will go zero four at the beginning of the year, possibly firing Sean Payton. Oh. And then with that, their back half of their schedule is extremely easy. Yeah. So I think they'll sneak in with a seven and nine record. I'm not high on. Washington this year, or the Panthers, or the Lions, or really anybody. Besides, you're going to have to duke it out with uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah. Yeah. The way I see it, because Jameis is just he has another year under his belt. He's going to be Jameis Winston. But there's a lot of unproven talent. Getting AP is going to is going to help you guys in the red zone and just in the passing game in general with uh, adding play action
1: yep
2: willie sneed i think could be a dark horse surprise for a lot of people
1: we all agree yeah yeah i think i think who nation would would say the same yeah he's he's been i think he's been overlooked underrated for a long time
2: and you have michael thomas who yep. is a top ten wide receiver hmm. <laughs> i think at least yeah. with who the talent, sure that perfect. that's his ceiling i think. maybe even a okay. top five with with a ceiling
1: and the, and that's that's a huge compliment, considering the level of talent of receivers we have in the NFL currently. Uh, because like, right. like Des Bryant, it, you like seven years ago, Des Bryant would be, easily be the best wide receiver in the league. But now there's Antonio Brown, there's Julio Jones, AJ Green, uh, all all these fantastic receivers in his way. Um, granted, he's had injuries, but like Des Bryant is such a top talent wide receiver, but he barely makes it into the top five, and some people would say he's not even in the top five. But he, he's a great talent, so yeah. So that that's a fantastic compliment for Michael Thomas. But wait, wait, wait. So you think that we're going to lose to the Dolphins in London in Week Four?
0: That is not happening.
2: We got that game. I've don't sleep on the Dolphins. I don't really particularly right. like your offensive in, line, yeah, and yeah. Indama Sue is
1: he can wreck havoc,
2: an absolute animal.
1: Which, and fun fact, Duncan Sue grew up in Portland, which is like pretty much where I live, which is pretty cool. I've, I've always had a soft <laughs> spot for, for Sue. Um, I, I, every year, I always say the Dolphins are a dark horse as well because I like Ryan Tannehill. I really do. Uh, it turns the ball over a little bit too much, but I think that he's one of the better um, pure pocket-passing quarterbacks in the league who has the ability to run. He, do, he doesn't run to create plays or anything, but he can, he can scramble to get out of situations, uh, which I like. Um, but... I don't know. I don't know about. The, I think they're suspect in a couple of areas. Number one being their wide receiver core. Um, I think having Kenny Stills is, is. I mean, Jarvis Landry is obviously a talent. Has I don't think he's lived up to his potential. Um, but having Kenny Stills is like your your number two receiver. Meh, meh. That's just mad at me. Um, and then uh, their defense. I think all around their defensive line is is fairly nice, and I, I kind of like their linebacking core. Kiko Alonso is is, is all right, but. I I don't know. I I don't see much out of them. But who knows? Like, like you are an outsider perspective. We are huge Saints fans, so you know we could be a little bit biased here. It'll be a good game. I think it'll go to overtime. I think it'll be competitive. Yeah. Hopefully, I mean, we got to give the London peeps a show, right?
2: Yeah. Even everywhere. Even with them going one and three, do you think that there will be chatter about? Peyton getting fired possibly. You
1: know that's the thing. I don't. Uh, think you, so. Yeah, you go ahead. You answer that first, Tyler. I think. Oh, okay.
0: Um, well, uh, to differ, I think Adrian Peterson is gonna light it up in uh, Minnesota, so we might go two and two there. But um, okay. Uh, I, I I don't think so. I think like at the end of the day, they just want to see them perform, and if that record shows it, if they're like, uh, even if we don't make the playoffs, if we have a good enough record, I think he won't be fired. I even with a bad start. That's just me. I think that
1: I think the city of New Orleans loves Sean Payton too much to see him be fired, especially in the middle of the season. Granted, I think that they would understand if he got fired. Yeah, like, man, like if great. we finish this year with a losing record and no playoffs, if Sean Payton gets fired, I, I think that that is totally. Uh, there's a lot of substance behind there. That's that's totally acknowledgeable, but Saints fans would go. In an uproar if he's fired in the middle of the season, uh, and 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 granted, I think that Mickey Loomis and Tom Benson keep that in the back of their mind always, and I think that they keep that in the back of the mind about Drew Brees all the time because seeing Drew Brees walk away play for another team would just be heartbreaking. Um, so, be. but I I do think if I think that there will be chatter about him being fired if they start out 0 4 or even 1 and 3, but I don't think it'll happen mid season. I think that they'll wait till the uh, season concludes, you know. If they, like I said, they finish with a losing record and um, don't make the playoffs, because that would be four seasons in a row, five out of the last six, and that's unacceptable, especially uh, in this Huda uh, Nation culture. So, um,
0: would you like us to move on Dayton, to the last one I've got? Let's for do him. it.
1: Let's do it. We okay. actually, yeah, we'll probably have like time for one more question too.
0: Probably. Uh, actually, it's a personal question I've got for Joe, but um. Cool. So uh, after Joe, uh, you answer me, uh, would you like uh, I'll give you a choice here because uh, we're in a good mood here. Would you like <laughs> the Jets question I have for you or an NFL question?
2: Um, if we have time for both, go ahead with both, but yeah, give me the NFL question first.
0: okay, okay, all right, so what is your prediction for the offense and uh, offensive and defensive MVP and Super Bowl matchup?
2: I've given a little bit of thought about um, the Super Bowl matchup. I've that's been set in stone for me since about March, and that may be surprising to some people. But I'll get into that in a in a, in a second.
1: Can I guess? Can I guess before you do it? Before sure. Before you reveal it, tell me, and I want to guess. But go on with go on with your MVP picks first.
2: For offensive MVP, I'm going Aaron Rodgers, A Rod of the Green Bay Packers. Okay. Last year, pretty solid season. Four hundred and four thousand four hundred twenty-eight yards, forty TDs, seven interceptions, seven point three yards per game. His passer rating was a little low. Uh, I believe around uh, eighty eighty percent, um, or eighty point four, something around there. Right. But, but he has Jordan Nelson for a full year. He has Ty Montgomery. Now, as a full-time running back, uh, they just signed. Um, is it Jared Cook?
1: Yep, I believe so. Uh, you talking so, about the tight end, right? No, yes. they signed, and uh, Martellus Bennett as well.
2: And Mar- so oh, so both of them. Yeah, that'll. They've had a tight. They've had a um, a tight end hole for multiple years that yeah. will definitely get fixed with those two. And weak division. I just think I think it's Rodgers' time to swing back at Brady and say, "Well, I'm the greatest quarterback in the NFL right now." And for defensive, this is sort of a soft spot for me. I'm gonna go J.J. Watt, who Mm -hmm. was hurt with the back injury last year, Uh, 2015. He had 76 total tackles, 17 and a half sacks. Eight pass deflections. And, and I just, I've always had a soft spot for the guy. I want to see him perform like he did in 2015 and in 2014 just because of how amazing he is. And it's its just good for football. Plus, Jadavi Clowney and that defense will help him out a lot. Yeah. So I think he will steal the Thunder from Cleo Mack and get that Defense Player of the Year award. Now, for Super Bowl predictions, uh, just, just, just take a guess. So, um,
1: let's see. I think that out of the NFC, I think that you'll have Green Bay. Um, and out of the AFC, the AFC is tough now because, uh, I mean, uh, to me, I- the obvious answer that everybody's been saying is the Patriots. I have a feeling you I, it could go one of two ways. Either you don't say the Patriots just because you're a Jets fan and you obviously don't want to see them. Or you're going to say the Patriots and surprise us. But I'm not going to say Patriots. I'm going to say yeah. – are you going to say, like, are you going to say Packers-Titans?
2: No. Okay. Uh, you were you're 0 for 2 there. Ah oh, man. Uh, All right. Tyler, do you want to take a, sw- a swing at this?
0: Yeah, um, Packers-Raiders. That
2: would be mine. Again, 0 Ooh. for 2. Uh- man and I, I i i went titled the 32nd episode of my podcast this it's eli brady round three wow i think okay. the tri- i'm all i'm all in on the show trodew- and okay. here's why i won't be watching it though I hate <laughs> <laughs> the, the patriots went and got um, from your saints yeah. They stole your number one wide receiver yeah. target, and, yeah, yeah, um, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And, yep. 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 and course, uh, Mr. Cook, yep. which, yeah, which so that you give Brady a, a, a dynamic weapon like that, plus Belichick and his defense, and and that whole shebang with the weak, weak er uh, AFC. I think their biggest rival will be surprise, surprise, the Pittsburgh Steelers in the AFC yeah. Championship game. But I ultimately think with the greatest quarterback ever, with that dynamic offense and with this with just the I guess you could say I I don't really know the word for it, but it's just I guess solid is the word for that for that defense, year yeah. in and year out. Plus they got Stefan Gilmore as their number two cornerback. Um, and then once the the Giants signed Brandon Marshall. Uh, with that, with the NYPD, the, the New York's pass defense, um, with, that all, with that defensive line being, being as stout as it is, and then adding Brandon Marshall to an offense who has arguably one of the best wide receivers in Odell Beckham Jr., plus a nice complement in Sterling Shepard, who I think will have an absolute explosion of a year out of the slot thanks to the signing of Brandon Marshall, I like the Giants. I think that their upside, this is their window. Their upside is obviously a Super Bowl contender. And for Giants fans, I don't know if you want to see that. Because I know around here a lot of Giants fans hold the crown over Brady very, very highly. Mm-hmm. As the only team to beat Brady in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I don't know if a lot of Giants fans want to tarnish that. But that's my pick. That's- because of those two... Because of the of the Cook trade for the Patriots and the Brandon Marshall signing, that those two teams just are head and shoulders above everybody else to me.
1: Yeah, we forget that how many moves the Giants made not this offseason, but last off season when they signed Janoris Jenkins, um, they signed Vernon. Yeah, yeah, there we go, Olivier Vernon. Um, and then obviously this year they get Brandon Marshall. Um, so. And Eli Manning is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the league. I think that year in and year out, he plays really well. Obviously gets dinged because of the interceptions and and because he's Peyton Manning's little brother, hasn't really lived up to it. But he's got two Super Bowl rings under his belt. Uh, He obviously knows his offense very well. He can run it in his sleep. Um, And I think that they still have... Uh, a pretty good offensive line that's going to be able to protect Eli Manning. So, yeah, that, that, I think that that's, a, that's definitely a sleeper pick, the Giants out of the uh, NFC. Because I think a lot of people are saying uh, Cowboys, Packers, uh, Saints, uh, you know, other teams like that. So, um, good picks, actually. I, I would I would enjoy seeing that. I'd enjoy seeing round three. Because all, all uh, the past two games that they played in the Super Bowl have been fantastic. Two of the best Super Bowls ever. So, I'd love to see a third round.
0: Yeah. Do we have time for that one last one? Let's no? do it. Yeah, of course. Okay. Cool. So, Joe, this is actually in the midst of this. Um, sometimes the end of talk while we have the podcast going on. But I um, actually thought of this. I forgot about it. But uh, a quick shout out to all of you longtime Saints readers of myself. Uh, we did some uh, mock drafts and some who we predicted the Saints would be picking a long time ago for Who That Dish. I have the Saints selecting running back uh, Elijah McGuire in the sixth or seventh round, but to my surprise, they didn't pick him. They picked Alvin Kamara. Now, the Jets, however, ended up picking uh, Elijah McGuire. Now, Joe, what do you expect out of McGuire for this season? Like, what kind of role do you expect him uh, him to have? Because I was personally a, a big uh, McGuire fan I when yeah, I was watching his tape and learning about him. Me too. So.
2: It's actually pretty funny. I was a lot higher on Alvin Kamara. Ahui. The there
1: you go. Okay.
2: That's Dude. actually really funny. That's- I want not I wouldn't say he'd be a fit for the Jets, Kamara, but uh, you guys he's definitely going to be a nice third op third option, assuming Mark Ingram gets that backup role behind A P. You'll be very surprised with what he can bring to the table from uh, Tennessee. Yeah. But McGuire, I just, just play well. Just Go to work every day and try to get better because at this point with the Jets, we're in a rebuilding phase. No matter what the players want to say, this team is in a rebuilding phase. We're tanking for 2016 or 2017, excuse me. So just just try to get better and build a foundation for making himself into a better player for 2018 and, and beyond.
0: Those are some pretty good goals. Honestly, I don't blame you there because he has the potential to be really good. You know, he uh, basically like uh, when I was looking at the draft this year, he was, in my opinion, like one of those players that uh, he wasn't like the most outstanding. He wasn't the most standout, but he could do it all. He could do everything you asked him to. He could not only run the ball. He was like a a dynamic uh, runner, but he could catch it, too. And that's what surprised me. But I like your answer, though. Good answer.
2: He'll learn a lot from Bilal Powell, I think, I think because of how versatile he is in yeah. not only the running game, but the receiving game as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, this was a fantastic show, Joe. We're definitely going to have to have you on because Saints play the Jets. Um, I believe it's week 10. I'm
2: expecting a blowout.
1: Uh, by, yeah. right. The, yes,
2: it's week 10. Yeah, In, are you, are you, in New Orleans, I'm expecting yeah. nothing but a blowout from Drew Brees. And your offense.
1: I mean, we hope for that yeah. too. But you, you, i mean, what you've been talking about the Jets. Uh, obviously, there's more to it than, than the average fan knows. Um, so uh, I think that the Jets might have a little bit more in the tank than people think. Obviously, you have to be um, uh, not too optimistic. You 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 have to kind of keep everything level. But fr- from what you've been saying in this podcast, I think that the Jets actually have you know a fairly good chance to win to win uh, some games this season obviously i'm not going to say that they're any means playoff contention but from what you've been saying this podcast i have more confidence in the jets than i did coming in so uh, i don't know if that was your goal or anything but uh, you if it was you accomplished it because that's great so um joe go ahead and stay on the line uh actually go ahead and plug away at all of your social media real quick before we sign off
2: uh you can follow me on twitter at not the fake Jay Leo. You can uh, follow my blog, The Basement View, jdatasports.blogspot.com. You can follow my podcast, which I do every Tuesday and Thursday. We are actually doing a little bit more this week because of the uh, Major League Baseball trade deadline. We have one up. We had one up yesterday. We're going to have one up tomorrow. Uh, Dayton, you're going to be coming on on Thursday. And we might have one more this week uh, that is SoundCloud.com forward slash grind hours.
1: Love it, yeah. love it, Joe. Um, go and stay on the line while we sign off. Again, man, thanks so much for coming on to the show today. Everybody, be sure to yeah, I, follow him yeah. on all platforms.
0: Yeah. So you want me to plug away at ours, Satan? Let's do it. All right, guys. So seven episodes in, I can hardly believe it myself. But we just want to thank everyone who's been available to allow us to do this. You know, uh, whether it be um fan-sided who that dish everything you know we appreciate it but so next week's episode will be on monday august 7th i believe yep it will be about training camp unfortunately like i said st Peter couldn't make it but we will be talking about training camp it'll actually be first episode in a while uh, with no guests it'll just be me and dayton so look forward to that but make sure to follow us all on twitter and everything else so you can follow the amazing the lovely the outstanding dayton brown on twitter at Dayton underscore Brown underscore. You can follow me. I'm just as good, by the way. You can follow (laughs) me at Raymond Tyler M. You can follow our official podcast account at The WDD Podcast. Just make sure to check out everything there. You know, Make sure to check out our articles at whodatdish.com because I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you're probably reading our articles. But other than that, that's all I've got, buddy.
1: Yep. So yeah, again I want to thank you, Tyler, for, for being such a fantastic co host with me. Couldn't couldn't have done this without you. Uh thank you yeah, again. Thanks, like like, like you said to uh fanside and who dat dish, um Ty and Dean for helping us out with this. Um and yep. Michael Casillas right, for getting dude. everything set up. Every everybody who's had a hand in this, everybody who's listened and guests like Joe, uh, thank you guys so much. This has been incredible. Yeah. Um Absolutely we, we've had more listens um, this just this past month than we thought we probably could ever do. Uh, so, you know, yeah. the, the affection and, and the support has just been incredible. So, yeah. Be sure, guys, follow us on all the platforms. Be sure to tune in next week. Also, be sure to go to com. If you're not living there, you should be. Um, thank yeah, you, everybody. You thank you, everybody, so much again, and we will talk to you soon.